Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Embrace the tranquility of Ocean Isle Beach. As the crowds ebb away, the true essence of this coastal haven comes alive. Stroll along the quiet shoreline, collect seashells with loved ones, and savor the calm that only the off-season can bring. Discover cozy cafes, enjoy unhurried walks, and relish the beauty of nature's canvas. Ocean Isle Beach, where serenity and connection flourish. Your stay awaits at OceanIsleStyle.com. Come on in, everybody, everywhere. It is Monday night. It is 7 o'clock. Actually, 703 had a little bit of a connection delay, but I got you now. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Come on in, everybody, everywhere. It is time to command your day and command your week with the power of prayer. Prayer is going to be amazing, as you already know. It always is. Come on in, everybody. Like the video. Tell me where you're watching from and share. When you share, people get saved. It is just that simple. I look a little short. There we go. Come on. There we go. Better. Let's go. Come on in, everybody. Speak to me. Let's do roll call. Tell me where you're watching from. Miami, MIA, good to see you. Cardina Aurora, let's go. Duval, good to see you. Chi-town. Come on, Kim from Chicago. Shalom to you. Good evening, everybody. Shalom. Listen, at Harvest, we use this word to greet one another called shalom. Drop it in the comments. S-H-A-L-O-M. It is this biblical word that means peace, but it means so much more than peace. It is the same word in the Bible of prosperity. So when God says he delights in the prosperity of his servants, that's... Um, Psalm 35, 27. Uh, in that, one of the, uh, that same word for prosper uh, is the same word shalom, which means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. All is well. All is well. Come on in, everybody. Let me know where you're watching from. Let's call a, more, a few more cities. Salt Lake City, Utah, Aurora, Colorado, Jersey. Good to see you. Conyers, Georgia. That's ATL. Aurora, good to see you. Denver, Commerce City, good to see you. Greenwood Village, welcome, welcome, welcome. Shalom, everybody. Indiana, good to see you. Come on in, everybody on every platform. Listen, we gather together every single Monday night to pray. Now, again, as I've been saying to you for several weeks, I try to, uh, when things that are normal change, I try to give you like weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months and months. Of advance notice, um, and so that's going to be updating and changing here soon. Uh, but for now, it's Monday night. We gather together every single Monday night to pray for one hour from seven o'clock Mountain to uh, eight o'clock Eastern. That's nine East Coast time to ten o'clock. Whatever time zone you're in, you do the math and you make the connection there. All right. We call it command your day and command your week. It's the biblical pattern of prayer. Prayer is a privilege. It is not a right. Prayer is something that we get to do. It is not something that we have to do. Can you really say that in the comments and say that about I get to pray? There are two things that you're going to always have me or you, I'm going to have you to do rather. Number one, I'm going to have you to say a lot. Why? Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. It, what you say, you will see. You are, you and I are speaking spirits. We are in the image and the likeness of God. Teshalam is the Hebrew word, which means if all you have to do is study God's nature. And when you study God's nature, you see your nature. Um, when you study how God handled things, you see how we're supposed to handle things. First John says that uh, as he is, so are we in the earth. Which means, uh, in Genesis, what did God do to create everything? He spoke. And God said, and it was. Um, when Jesus was dealing with challenges, did he get outside of the boat and literally start fighting with the storm? No. What did he say? Peace, be still. 
when he was confronting a demon, did he start boxing and fighting the demon and cursing the demon out and saying, blah, 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 blah? No. All he said is, come out, be silent. He spoke. And I need you to hear me. You got to have some authority in your words. You got to believe that when you speak, heaven is backing you up. All right. So Proverbs 18, 21. I'm also going to have you to type a lot in the comments because Matthew teaches us, however, two or three touch agreeing on anything it shall be done for them, which means whenever we want to see something happening, we've got to get the power of agreement in our lives. You got to get somebody to agree with you. But check this out. Agreement works both ways. So if you get negative people to or you're talking about something negative and y'all start agreeing on something negative, you're going to see it come to pass. Matter of fact, I just heard the Lord say this. is The first thing you're going to hit tonight, Father, in Jesus name, every negative thing that we have spoken or come in agreement with. We cancel the power of it right now in Jesus' name. We decree and we declare by faith that every negative thing, every ungodly thing, every curse, what's a curse? An empowerment to fail that we have spoken or come in agreement with right now in Jesus' name. We cancel the power of it because you said wherever two or three touch agreeing on anything, it shall be done for them, which means, Father, there are certain things that we put into motion because we got somebody to agree with us. We got somebody to uh, uh, to move in that. And we decree and declare in Jesus name that that is broken right now, right now, right now in Jesus name. Come on, if you give me that, say yes, Lord, in the comments. Do me a favor. Uh, again, as you come again, speak to me. Let me know where you're watching from and share this video. Guys, we'll take prayer requests in just a moment, but just stick with me. Follow me as we move through prayer, all right? Let's begin. Father, we honor you and we bless you with you. Bless you tonight, God. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your consistency. You are a good father. Father means life giver. We thank you for giving us life. Thank you for breathing the breath of life inside of us. Thank you for giving us life today. There are many who did not wake up. Every few seconds, there are those that passed away from this earth. We thank you that you have kept us in the land of the living because we have great purpose and assignment that remains on our life. We thank you tonight that you are our God. God means source. You are our source. Money is not our source. A job is not our source. People are not our source. You are our source. And we tell you, thank you. You are the God that provides for us. You're the God that opens doors for us. You're the God that makes ways for us. You're the God that ensures that what we set our hands to prospers. You are the God that always causes us to triumph. You are the God that, of Romans 8, 28, where you will cause all things, everything to work together for our good. You are our source. People are not, nouns are not. People, places, things, or ideas are not our source, but you are our source. And we tell you, thank you for that. Tonight, we enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. We tell you, thank you tonight, God. Thank you for giving us the privilege of being able to pray. We get to go above the head of every individual and go directly to you. And you said that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, which means, Father, that everything that we're praying about that's going on, that's Psalm 24. We literally get to go to you. You're the owner. That means everything that is anything, we get to go to you about. We get to supersede and go directly to the great source and we tell you thank you we enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise we bless you today god can i get you release a praise in the comments we we bless you today god put a hallelujah in the comments put a lord you're amazing put a thank you jesus put something that blesses him 
eulogio, where we get our word eulogy, which means to speak well of the Lord. We speak well of you today, God. We are those that will bless the Lord at all times. And your praise shall continually be in our mouth, which means if it's a good moment, we'll praise you. If it's not a great moment, we'll praise you. On a mountaintop, we'll praise you. In a valley, we'll praise you. If people are walking in our lives, we'll praise you. If people are exiting our lives, we'll praise you. If we get a good piece of mail, we'll praise you. If we get a piece of mail that we don't want, we'll praise you. Father, we have made up in our minds that we will bless you. We will bless the Lord at all times. Come on. And your praise will consistently and continually, Psalm 34 and 1, be on our lips which means we will find something praiseworthy. Forgive us, God, for finding things to celebrate that, or to talk about that were negative and not talking about your goodness. Forgive us for finding things that were not uh, godly and focusing on those things. Father, we praise you. We magnify you and we say thank you. Thank you that you are dependable, you are reliable, you are faithful. You have never lost a battle. You've never let us down. You have never failed us. You are the Lord. And there is nothing that is too hard for you. And tonight we say thank you. We bless your name in the name of Jesus. And tonight, Father, we ask that you forgive us for all of our sin. According to 1 John, if we confess our sin, you are faithful and you are just to forgive us. Sin, which means to make a mistake. We are forgiven tonight. It's covered under the blood. Iniquity is generational sin that is passed down and around. Forgive us, God, for being cursed perpetuators when we were created and called to be cursed breakers. We are forgiven for that, and it's covered under the blood. And we ask that you forgive us finally, God, uh, for a transgression. This is where we have willfully deviated from what we knew to be right. And tonight, God, we thank you that we are forgiven for that, and it is covered under the blood. Now, God, in this month of May, we thank you that this month of May, our theme, what you have spoken over this word, over this month, is this one word, great. Drop that in the comments, GR8, but do it shorthand like that, GR8, uh, or text shorthand, do it like that, GR8. Father, we thank you that the word you have spoken for us over this month of May is that this will be a month of great. And literally, God, you make us this promise in Genesis chapter 12. You told Abraham, which consequently means you spoke it to us because Galatians 3.29 says that anything that was spoken to Abraham, that, that promise belongs to us. So everything you said to him is as if you spoke it to us. And you told him in Genesis 12 that you would make him a great nation. We declare, God, that everything attached to us, nation means everything that is attached to you, your systems, your structure, your strategy, your lifestyle, your commerce, everything that is within a nation means anything that is attached to us, it would be great. And Father, good is often the enemy of great. So we thank you for showing us areas of our life that need to be improved. Let's pray. We thank you for areas of our lives where there needs to be a, a, a coming up in the level of greatness that we produce, a coming up in the level of excellence that we produce. We thank you, Lord, that everything attached to us would be great. And we thank you that it is happening right now. It's not getting ready to happen. It's not about to happen. But everything attached to us, everything in us would be great. I pray that we would have great faith. We would have great worship. We would have a great serving. We would have great giving. We would have great mentalities, great ideas. Everything that we do, it will be great. Not just what's attached to us, but everything that's in us would be great. Everything that comes out of us would be great. We have great confessions. We would have great declarations in the name of Jesus. It's not getting ready to happen. It is happening now. This is why, God, for many of us, there's areas where you are shaking us and sharpening us. You are shaking us and you are sharpening us. Why? Because you, it, must be, it must produce what you promised. And your promise is great. And for that, we say thank you. 
in Jesus' name. Father, we go further in prayer. You said, I will make you a great nation. I will make your name great. That word great there means distinguished and exalted. Distinguished means different. God, let our name, let anything that is associated with our name always bring up different. Don't let us fit into the crowd. Don't let us be average. Come on, y'all pray with me. Don't let us be like everybody else. Don't let us be regular. Don't let us simply be the run of the meal. Don't let us be that. You said you make our name great, which means distinguished, which means when our name was attached to it, people would say, I know that's going to be different and that's going to be better. We've seen this all, we've seen this all throughout the scripture. God, but we see it especially with Joseph. Joseph's, uh, all of his brothers had cloaks and garments, but Joseph was given a coat of many colors. His was distinguished and his was different. And we thank you, God, for helping us to see the thing that makes us different, the thing that makes us distinguished, because therein lay how you make our name great. We are not to be like everybody else. We are not to simply fit in with the rest. We are created to be different. We're not average, we're not regular, and we don't want to be. Come on, y'all, I need y'all to pray with me. You said you would make our name great. You would make us distinguished and you would make us exalted. What does that mean? That whatever list we're on, we will be at the top for good reasons. You will be the top producer. We will be the top in our city. We'll be the top in our nation. We'll be the top in our region. We will always be at the top and not at the bottom. You make us the head and not the tail, Father. Let us exceed yesterday's version of ourselves. We thank you, God, that we are not competing with anybody else except yesterday's version of ourselves. So God, get us out of jealousy. Keep us out of comparing. Keep us out of it being in other people's lane. Let us exceed at that which you have set our hands to. You told uh, through the apostle Paul, you said, run the race that is set before you. Run the race that is set before you, which means our race is not everybody else's race. That's Hebrews 12. What we're supposed to do is not what everybody else is supposed to do. Let us exceed at that which you have created us to do. We come against jealousy. Come on, y'all, let's pray. We come against comparison. We come against feeling like uh, somehow we are less than or unaccomplished because we are not doing what another is doing. But, Father, let us succeed and excel at that which you have sent us to do. And let us be distinguished and let us be exalted. You said in Genesis 12, I will make you a great nation. I will make your name great. And then you said, and you will be a blessing, a great source of blessing to other people. God, do not let us be self-centered. Do not let us be narcissistic. Do not let us be sociopathic. Do not let us just focus on us, 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 us. But God, let us realize we were sent to be a blessing. Come on, y'all. We were sent to not just be a blessing, but a source of great blessing to other people. God, if you can get it through us, you will always get something to us. And I heard the Lord say for several that this is going to be the month where you are going to be the biggest blessing you've ever been. But that means that you're going to be more blessed than you've ever been. Why? You give seed to the sower. You give seed to the sower. And we are a great source of blessing. Father, not just monetarily. But when people see us, let them be blessed by our presence. When they speak to us, let them be blessed by our conversation. When they interact with us, let them be blessed by our interaction. Let us relieve the burdens of those that are above us. Let us be a blessing to our leaders. Let us be a blessing to whoever is above us. Let us be a blessing to every person we come in contact with. Let us be a source of great blessing. Let people smile when they see us coming. 
Let people rejoice when they see that our name is on the email. Let people be excited because we are a blessing. You said that he who waters will also himself be watered. Let us realize that our assignment is to pour. Our assignment is to give. Our assignment is to sow. The earth needs what is inside of us. The earth needs what is inside of us. We were born for the time that we were needed most, which is now. Drop now in the comments. We were born for the time we were needed most. And God, I hear the Lord loud and clear. Do not let us despise um, what we may think is an insignificant use. Because Michael Jordan had to have a coach. We may not know his coach's name, but we know his name. But Michael Jordan, who's the door, would have never become the door if there wasn't a hand that allowed him to become the door. I hear the Lord while we're praying tonight. I heard the Lord say for several of you, stop despising how he uses you and what he's called you to do because you think it is small or it is insignificant. Big doors swing on small hinges, and what you do is necessary. What you do is needed. I pray that you, I pray you would begin to see the significance in your own self. I pray that you would begin to see the significance in what you do. You would begin to see the significance in what you do. I heard the Lord say loud and clear, but some of you parents, you think that what you're doing is insignificant, but what you don't realize, you birthed a world changer. You birthed a child that's going to change the world. We don't know much about Moses' mama except that the Bible says that she walked by faith and by faith she released her son. By faith she sent him down the Nile River not knowing where he was going to go. She kept Aaron, she kept Miriam, but she released the other one. And because of her release of Moses, Moses changed the game. Moses changed the world. I hear the Lord while I'm praying. I'm also prophesying for some of you that feel like when I'm just a wife. But what you don't understand is what you're doing as a wife is freeing up those in your household to do what God created them to do. I pray that you would not see insignificance in what you do. I pray that you would not think that what you do is small. I heard the Lord say, well, somebody said, well, all I do is clean the bathroom. All I do is smile at somebody. But that smile kept somebody from committing suicide. And that smile kept somebody from giving up. That smile kept somebody from acting crazy. I pray that you would not minimize. And I pray that you would not deprecate what it is that you do. But you would recognize that you are needed. Please put that in the comments. I'm needed. I'm needed. I'm needed. Every person in the earth is in the earth. And there's a sense of a need to be needed. I heard the Lord loud and clear. While we're praying to, for, to say to you I, that you're needed, your gifts are needed, your talent is needed, your skills are needed. It's making a difference. And I heard the Lord loud and clear while we're praying. He said, for some of you, you are going to begin to see how what you do impacts. You're going to begin to see it this month. God says, it's not that it's not impacting. You just don't see it. I heard the Lord say he's going to help you to see it this month. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Now, God, as we navigate through prayer for these next 40 or so minutes, I pray you be with us. Like Isaiah said, give us the tongue of the learn. When we pray tonight, God, let us speak and uh, let us speak exactly what needs to be spoken. Let us pray what exactly what needs to be prayed. That's Isaiah 50 and 4. Tonight, as we pray, we adjudicate in the spirit. What is that? That means that we are taking our case to you. Your word said in Isaiah that we are to put you in remembrance of your word. Say our case. So tonight when we pray, we're not just going to ask, but we're going to attach scripture. We're going to ask and attach. We're going to ask and attach scripture so that we will see great results manifest in every area of our lives. Now, God, let us lock in. For these next few moments, let us focus for these next few moments. For most, this is the longest consecutive period of time they're going to pray all week. So let us make it matter 
In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, y'all, let's come up for breath. Drop an amen right there. Wherever you are at, do me a favor, share. When you share, people get saved. Y'all, we are over 1,200 decisions so far this year. I think it's almost like 1215, something like that. Somebody um, that has that number, get that number for me, please, and put it in the comments. We are at uh, over 1,200 decisions of people who have given their lives to the Lord so far this year. Can you put a praise in the comments for that? To God be the glory for that. Every time I go live, it doesn't matter what time. And I've been playing with some crazy times over the last several weeks um, in my daily pop-ups to just see different times to just reach different audiences. And there's not a time where people don't get saved. On Saturday night, 26 people got saved. Like previous Sunday, 58 people got saved. Uh, on one night, I'm telling you, it is amazing to see what God is doing, and I'm glad that you're a part of it. So this is why I ask you to share. When you share, people get saved. And listen, you know when you're a bishop form and you're in a safe place, I ain't going to say nothing crazy. I'm going to give you Bible. I'm going to give you scripture to back it up. All right? So make sure that you share. When you share, uh, people get saved. All right? I haven't seen that number come up yet in my comments, but I'm sure uh, they're getting that from me. All right? Listen, all of that being said, somebody says, I'm trying not to throw my phone. Come on, God. Uh, listen, all of that being said, let's go here. And you already heard me talk about um, what we're doing as it relates to uh, as it relates to the uh, this month series where it is a great we're at 1209. Thank you. So 1209, 1209 is where we're at. Can you drop that in the comments? 1209. We're going to get past 1215 tonight in Jesus name. Lord, we call it done. Why is that important, you Bishop? Because hear me, guys, the gospel is good news. And the Bible says that this gospel has to be preached. And because of technology, I can literally be sitting here in my home. And because of technology, we can reach people on every continent, across America, around the world, and see people come to the Lord. And to God be the glory for that. Our assignment, hear me, do not be a selfless Christian where everything is just about you. All right? You got to recognize you're blessed to be a blessing. And all you have to do is click that like button, click that share button wherever you're at. And when you share People get saved, all right? It's just that simple, all right? So make sure that you do that. All this month, our series is the month, uh, is the word great, G-R-A. And one of the things that um, I began to say in yesterday's message, and if you missed it, can I get somebody to type it over here and over here on TikTok? Type it just like this, text HARVEST to 55498. For those of you that are on Facebook and YouTube, our app and website, it's all right, it's at the bottom. But for everybody else, can you just do text HARVEST to 55498 so I can pin it on Instagram? And TikTok. Let me tell you um, what we're going to hit in prayer. One of the things I said in yesterday's message um, was in, in the shorthand. If you ever use text, uh, you know, everybody's got these shortcuts for text, right? So it's not, I'm just saying, it's IJS. Um, it's not, uh, you know, to God be the glory, it's TGBTG. TGBTGB, right? <laughs> there you go. To God be the glory. Uh, it is not. Uh, on my way, it is OMW. Everything is short. And the Lord, there's two simple revelations that we're going to cover in prayer over this month of May, over this month of May. The first is um, GRA. It's a shorter way to say great, which means, hear me clearly, hear me clearly, um, for many of you, and, and, and the second part we're going to pray about, there's a scripture attached to this. For many of you, I heard the Lord say that he's about to let you cut the field. You're about to take a shortcut. Oh my God, come on. If that just hits you, I just need you to put a praise in the comments. You're about to thank you all for putting that in the, in the chat. You're about to take a shortcut. What does that mean? A G-R-E-A-T, G-R-8. Um, you're about to take a shortcut. Um, for some of you, it is not because God's going to remove 
remove process from you is that you have already learned what was necessary in your previous. So as God advances you, he says, you've already paid for this. There's going to be some shortcuts. There's going to be some shortcuts. Can I give you Bible to back it up before we pray about it? Woman with the issue of blood, 12 years. She meets Jesus, shortcut. She didn't need a doctor. Look at me. She didn't need her blood drawn. Look at me. She didn't need prescriptions. Look at me. She did not need any of the normal, natural things. She took a shortcut. And the shortcut was supernatural. You ready? Um, in Joshua chapter 10, Joshua is fighting his enemies. And the Bible says that the sun begins to go down. So what does Joshua do? Joshua, listen to this. Joshua takes authority over the celestial. What do you mean? From the earth, Joshua takes authority over the sun and the moon. And the Bible says that he, he listen to what he says, sun stands still. Sun stands still. Alexa. <laughs> he says, sun stands still. Do you hear me? He says, sun stands still. What did Joshua do? He took a shortcut. And the Bible says that the sun did not move. And Alexa off. Alexa off. <laughs> the sun did not move. And the and the national going to work because it's here in front of y'all trying to show off. The sun did not move and neither did the moon. The sun did not move and neither did the moon. Shortcut. God let him fight his enemies and defeat them all that night. The battle was supposed to go on into another day, but the Lord gave him a shortcut. Can you release that word out of your mouth? And release it in the comments. Shortcut. 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 The Apostle Paul was on his way to Rome in the book of Acts because once he got to Rome, everything was going to change because Rome was the center of the kingdom. It is where the emperor dwelt. And if you got the gospel to Rome, people would travel to Rome. Think of like Washington, D.C. today in America. People would travel to Rome, and when they would travel to Rome, they would go back to the various provinces and, and that Rome had conquered. So consequently, if you got the gospel to Rome, all you had to do is impact who was in Rome, and you were going to change the, change the nation. Pay attention. Um, is, uh, the Apostle Paul is on his way there. The Bible makes it clear um, that they get shipwrecked. But the Lord tells them, this shipwreck is actually going to be for your good. There's not going to be a loss of life. It is going to be for your good. Uh, he's shipwrecked. Uh, they have to literally cling on to broken pieces. They get shipwrecked on this island called Malta. They're on the island for three months. Great favor hits the island because of how they handle the man of God, Paul. Paul eventually makes it to Rome. Watch me. The shipwreck was a shortcut. And for some of y'all, you better hear me. What you're looking at as a negative, because all things work together for your good, it's really a positive. It's a shortcut. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that what you have spoken for this for us this month, we release that word shortcut. G-R-A. It's not going to be G-R-E-A-T. G-R-A. It will be a shortcut. We thank you for everything in our lives. It is working together for our good. And we pray that it would, we would see that it's a shortcut. You are helping us to get to something and somewhere more quickly. Um, it is not just a place. It is a place with up, within us. This means we're getting to a better version of ourselves more quickly. We are getting to a more spiritual version of ourselves more quickly. We are getting to a uh, better praying version of ourselves more quickly. We thank you for shortcuts. So all this month, we speak shortcuts over this month. Come on, y'all. What was supposed to take weeks, let it take days. What was supposed to take days, let it take hours. What was supposed to take hours, let it take minutes. What was supposed to take minutes, let it take seconds. We release that word over this month. And because death and life are in the power of our tongue, we will see what we have said. We release that word shortcut. 
We release that word shortcut over our lives in Jesus' name. Here's the second thing I preached from that word great yesterday. G-R-A. It's text shorthand, but eight is the biblical number of a new beginning. A new beginning. So this month, not only will it be shortcuts, you ready? But God's going to show you something new. Father, this month, we thank you for showing us something new. I pray that you make us okay with new. Make us okay with different. Make us okay with not the normal, regular routine. Make us okay, I just heard the Lord loud and clear, with having to see certain people differently. I just heard the Lord. While we're praying, there's a strong prophetic flow. So y'all got to flow with me tonight. I heard the Lord say, this month, there's several of you where there's people around you. God is going to reintroduce you to them because you have not seen them properly. There's several people that this month, God's going to, it's going to be the same person, but you're going to see them differently. And because you see them differently, you're going to begin to benefit differently. Jesus, because you see them differently, you're going to begin to benefit from them differently. And then for some of you, you're going to be reintroduced. You will not be introduced by your mistakes. You will not be introduced by your failures. You're going to be reintroduced as a, in another light, in another version of yourself because you've matured since the last time they checked in on who they thought you were in the name of Jesus. For several of you, you're going to be reintroduced to yourself because the you that you last checked in on, that version has died. That version has been crucified. There's a mature version of you. There's a more spiritual version of you. You ready? There's a non-complaining version of you. There's a version of you that recognizes the privilege of what it is that you've been given to do. And that version of you is emerging in Jesus' name. Y'all just let me flow. We pray and preach it and prophesy. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Don't say amen. Type great in the comments. G-R-A. Type great in the comments. Whatever platform you're on. Do me a favor. Everybody, everywhere. If you haven't shared yet, share on TikTok. You tap the screen. On Instagram, use a little triangle at the bottom. Guys, please don't send me notifications that I'm live. Every time I get off of a live, I got like 70 messages saying, Mr. Foreman was live. Mr. Foreman was live. I know I'm live. Send it to somebody else, okay? YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, everywhere. Make sure that you share. When you share, people get saved, all right? Let's go further. Let's go further into this thing about great. Um, so in yesterday's message, and again, if you missed it, go watch it. All you got to do is text Harvest to 55498. It's, it's uh, pinned on both TikTok and Instagram. And then for those of you watching on our app and our website, all of it is right there at the bottom. And I want to encourage you to, uh, to take a look at that. So yesterday's message is called Greatness Has a Fee. Greatness has a fee. So all of those great things that God promised that we just prayed about in Genesis chapter 12, those things have a fee. Those things have a fee. And here the fee is revealed in Psalm 71 and 20. And here's what we're going to pray about. Um, sometimes when you're in the midst of paying for something, you can begin to question, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? And I want to begin to pray because sometimes if you don't feel like it's worth it, you'll wonder if it's worth it. Wave at me in the comments. Wave at me in the comments. Wave at me in the comments. Guys, we're going to take prayer requests in just a moment. Wave at me in the comments if you feel like um, sometimes you wonder, is this worth it? Whatever the this is, don't say the this. Just if you have areas you're like, is this worth that? Is this worth all of that? Is this worth all of that, right? Is it worth all of that? Is it worth all of that? Wave them in the comments, whatever platform you're on. And don't say the it, what the it is. Just sometimes you wonder, is it worth all of that? Is it really worth all of that? And here's what we're going to cover in prayer tonight. 
Um, if you don't see something is worth it, you might forfeit the fee. And I heard the Lord say tonight, you have been through too much to forfeit the fee. Greatness isn't free. Greatness has a fee. It's a promise. But with every promise that God makes, there is a process. Father, in Jesus' name, we recognize every promise has a process. And that process involves payment. Greatness isn't free. Greatness has a fee. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus that we would recognize that it is worth it. Every struggle, every fight, every, uh, every issue we've had to overcome, it is worth it. Every time we've had to push back tears, it's worth it. Every time we've had to go through the valley, it is worth it. Every time we've dealt with betrayal, it's worth it. I pray that we would recognize that it is worth it. Psalm 71, 21 says, you will increase my greatness and comfort me again. To be comforted again means that his feet for greatness wasn't comfortable. So what was his feet, Lord? His feet was revealed in Psalm 71, 20. He says, you have allowed me. You have allowed me. We thank you, God, that you are our Abba. That means our father. It is a more intimate word. It's like daddy. It's like it's an intimacy word. Father, you are Abba, which means the things that you allow and it's okay. It is for our good. We choose to believe Romans 8, 28, says you make all things work together for our good. So we will not be stressed out. We will not be worried. We will not be angry. We will not be fearful. We will not lose sleep. We will not overeat. We will not undereat. We will not walk around mad, sad, depressed, or in anxiety. Why? Because we believe your word. We don't just believe in you. We believe you. Many people, God, believe in you, but we make the decision tonight to make it clear we believe you. And your word says all things work together for our good. All things work together for our good. So in Psalm 71 and 20, he says, though you have allowed me, you are Abba, so anything you allow is going to be for our good. Though you have allowed me to experience much trouble, that means great trouble and great distress. I pray, God, that the next time we experience trouble, we just say greatness is coming out of this. Greatness is coming out of this. Let us handle it differently. The next time we experience things that stress us out, let us handle it differently. Let us say greatness is coming out of this. Greatness is coming out of this. Let that be our confession. Let that be our declaration. Let that be our reality, that greatness is coming out of this. Then he goes on and says, revive me once again, which means his trouble and his distress made it feel like he was dead, like he was killing him. And I pray, God, that we would allow trouble and stress to kill the inferior parts of us. We would allow trouble and stress to kill the insecure parts of us. Sometimes we don't know how weak something is until that thing is tested. Sometimes we don't know what needs to be changed until what needs to be changed is tested. So we thank you for the test. Come on, y'all. Let's mature in prayer tonight. We thank you for the test. We thank you for the trouble. Your word says, in all things, give thanks. In all giving things, that's 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. Give thanks. So God, even in the midst of great trouble, even in the midst of great stress, we say thank you because greatness is coming out of this. And there's some things that need to die in us. There's some things that need to be killed in us. And for that, we say thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Listen, real quick, give me a favor, share. I want to interrupt right here. One, give me a chance to take a breath. But number two, as we cover this in prayer, I want to show you the power of this. I was talking to a pastor today. He might even be watching. Hey, sir, if you're watching, I don't know, you might be watching. I was talking to a pastor today, and we were talking about something. And I said, so I said, this is, this, I said, we walked through this whole thing. And I said, and this is what you need to do. 
I said, because bam, 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 bam. We walked through this whole thing. And he was like, yeah, I hear you, Bishop, but, you know, I, and then he gave me all these reasons. And, and, and then I began to go through everything. And so I said, okay, let's just walk the worst scenario. I said, what's the worst scenario? I said, so what's the very worst that can happen? And so we walked through the worst. And then at the end of that, I said, man, bye. I said, I'm going to go have my lunch. I said, man, bye. I said, if you don't get off my phone with this, I said, you just told me that the worst thing can happen is something you've already beaten. The worst thing that can happen is something you've already overcome. The worst thing that can happen is something you've already proven that you can get past. I said, here's what needs to die. I said, your fear needs to die. I said, because the enemy got you scared of something that you've already beaten. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Talk, 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 talk. The enemy has got you tiptoeing around something that you've already triumphed over. And in Jesus' name, I pray that we would not let the enemy make us, uh, allow us to be fearful of, of trouble or stress or change or discomfort. I pray that that spirit of fear would loose its hold. Come on, y'all. Loose your hold. Spirit of fear. But fear is a spirit. This means that it can be dealt with spiritually. If fear is a spirit, that means it can be dealt with spiritually. And so, Father, since you did not give us the spirit of fear, we arrest the spirit of fear. What does this mean? We take it captive. And we pray that it would loose its hold of us, loose its hold of our physical body. There are certain things we won't do physically because of fear. And it would loose its hold on our spirit. That's our subconscious mind. There's certain things we talk ourselves out of. There's certain things we never even tried and we say it won't work. There's certain things we're so scared and fearful of. Scared to, you're scared to go to the doctor because what they may say. You're scared to do this because of that. You're scared to do this because of that. We pray that it would lose its hold. And we pray that it would lose its hold on our soul. That is our mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. We pray that it would lose its hold. Loose. In the name of Jesus. And we release it and we renounce it. What does this mean? To release something, this means we let it go. To renounce it means that we say it doesn't have a right. It has no ownership to us. And we rebuke it. Triple R. We release it. That means it's got to go. Come on, drop that in the screen. We release fear. We release fear. We renounce it, which means it has no ownership in any of the three parts of our humanity. And we rebuke fear, which means it's it's not allowed here. It's not welcome back. Fear don't live here no more. How did you get here? Nobody's supposed to be here. Baby, back. We release it, we renounce it, and we rebuke it. In Jesus' name we pray. Just type yes, Lord, in the comments. Type yes, Lord, in the comments. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Guys, do me a favor. If you haven't shared yet, share. We got about 20 minutes left. We're going to take prayer requests and all that in a moment. Um, so so let's let's finish this. Let's finish this. How many of you can be honest? How many can be honest that that sometimes fear, if you're honest with yourself, fear is like a sniper. It comes up on you out of nowhere. Wave at me. I'm waving my hand. It can come out of you out of nowhere. Like it'll just pop up. Now you're scared. It'll just pop up. What if I lose this? Okay. Okay. What if you do? Can I tell you a practical way? Let me give you this practical way while we're praying on how to deal with fear. Here's a practical way. Here's a practical way. The way you disarm fear is sometimes you just need to walk out the worst case scenario in your head. Walk out the worst case. And once you walk out the worst case scenario in your head, what did you just do? You just completely disarmed fear. Because I just walked out with the worst thing that could happen is. And, and watch me. And, and for many of you, what you're afraid of is not, it's not like death. 
But let's just make death the worst thing that can happen. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, which means even once you go to the very worst case scenario, it's still good. It's still good. It's still good. It's still good. You got to not just attack it spiritually, because for some of you, you ready? You have intellectualized and internalized fear. You have made it a part of your makeup. You made it a part of your ideology. You made it a part of your decision making. You made it a part of your ideation. You made it a part of how you do life. You made it a part of you. So it's not just spiritual, it's built into your decisions. Let's get that in prayer. Father, show us where we have intellectualized, where we have internalized fear. Show us where we have intellectualized, where we have internalized fear. Show us, God, where it's in our decision-making. Come on, y'all, let's pray. Show us, God, where it is in our everyday steps. Show us, God, where it is in the things that we do on a daily basis. Show us, God, where fear has been intellectualized. We, we call it wisdom, but it's fear. Show us where we have intellectualized and internalized fear. And then, God, once you show it to us, let us kill it. Once you show it to us, let us annihilate it. Once you show it to us, let us shut it down. Once you show it to us, God, let us do something about it. In Jesus' name, the scripture says in 1 Samuel 30 that David, that when he had an opportunity to be fearful, that David encouraged himself. His people spoke of stoning him. He did not know where his wife and children and the rest of the, the camp was. He had no support, but the Bible says that he prayed and he encouraged himself, which means he had to choose to annihilate fear when it internalized and when it was intellectualized and when it was spiritualized. Let us not be driven by fear, but let us walk by faith. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody say amen. Let's go deeper on this fear thing. We're almost, can I kind of push it a little bit? Wave at me if this is helping you. Wait a minute, this is helping you. Let me push this thing on fear. Let me push this thing on fear. So the opposite of faith isn't fear. The opposite of faith is certainty. So what is fear really doing? Fear is constantly pointing out what you're not certain about. I'm going to say it again. Fear is constantly pointing out what you are not certain about. So because you're not certain, fear is like, but what about this? But what about that? But what about this? But what about that? But what about this? What about that? But what about this? Not else this is helpful, Bishop. Come on here. But what about this? But what about that? But what about this? But what about that? Fear is constantly pointing out to you what you're not certain about. You ready? So consequently, since and Bishop, what do you mean? Now, of course, faith is faith and fear are opposites. No, they're not. For now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What is something that is seen certain? What is something that I don't have to hope for? Something that I'm certain about. I don't have to hope for what I'm certain about. I didn't have to hope that when I got in the stool that the stool was going to hold me up. I was certain of that. I didn't have to hope for that. I didn't have to hope um, that when I put my key into my door that my door was going to open. I didn't, I didn't have to hope. Are you getting the point? So the opposite of fear is certainty. Or excuse me, the opposite of faith is certainty. So what fear does is it keeps showing you what you're not certain about. It keeps showing you what you're not certain about. Well, I don't know about this. I don't know about that. I don't know about this. I don't know about that. Guess what? That's the God part. Father, I pray that we would be a faith people. Mm -mm -mm. We would be a people of faith. Hebrews said 
since we have this great cloud of witnesses, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. I pray, God, that we would be people of faith. And I pray that wherever our faith is weak, wherever our faith is wavering, wherever our faith is, is not strong, God, that you would give us the gift of faith. Faith is not just something that is internal. Literally, faith is a spiritual gift where we can pray to receive this manifestational gift of faith. Give us faith. So, can you drop it in the comments? Give us faith. Give us faith. Come on, Kim says, I'm certain I love it here. Let's go. Give us faith. Give us faith. Give us faith. Wherever it is lacking, like the man that says, Lord, I believe, but help me. Help my unbelief. Give us faith. Where we are not strong, give us faith. Where we are uncertain, give us faith. Where we're wavering, give us faith. Where we're uncertain, give us faith. Where we're unsure, give us faith. This has not got to be some difficult mathematical equation. We just ask you to give us what we don't have. Give us what we don't have. Give us what we do not have, sir. Give us what we do not have. And let us run with endurance and perseverance the race that is set before us. Hebrews 12 and 2. Looking on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, which means you start it and you finish it, and you're not going to leave anything undone. We speak that over our lives. You will not leave anything undone. You will not leave anything undone. You will not leave anything undone, Lord. Anything that you start, you're going to finish it, and you will finish it well. Anything that we set our hands to, we will finish it. And we will finish it well. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, tell the Lord yes right there. Tell him yes. I've been having you say that a lot lately in prayer. Yes. Because if you keep yourself in a position of yes, God doesn't have to fight through you. God doesn't have to fight through you. If, if you're constantly in a, in a position of neutral or no, God has to fight to get you to a yes. So which means a lot of your energy is going to be wasted dealing with you instead of dealing with your issue. Did you hear what I just said? I'm going to back up and say it again. If you stay in a posture and a position of yes, if you stay in a posture and a position of yes, God doesn't have to fight through you to get you to where he's trying to take you, to do what he's trying to do. So if you're in neutral, I don't know, I don't know, then God has to fight to get you into drive. If you are no, God has to fight to get you into neutral, then into drive. But if you stay in a posture of yes, God doesn't have to fight you. To, instead, you can spend your time on your issue. And for too many of you, a lot of your energy is spent fighting internally. Let's go up. We're about to hit that in prayer. How many of you wave at me? If you can be honest, that a lot of your energy is spent on you. Like it's all this internal stuff. All this back, back, forth, and forth. You like a whole Aaliyah video. It's all in here. All, all up in here. A lot of your energy, a lot of your time. When you lay down in the bed, some of you don't rest well. And it's not because the devil's attacking you. It's not because you're fighting some spiritual battle. No, boo, you're fighting you. You're dealing with you, sir. You're dealing with yourself, ma'am. You're dealing with you. All of that is you. So then God has to fight through that. God has to fight through that. God has to fight through that, all right? He has to fight through that. And so you don't want to be the type of person where God has to fight through. So let me give you one scripture. We're going to go back to Psalm, but we have to digress over here. So that God doesn't have to fight through you. Father, I pray 
that we would have the same attitude Ananias did in Acts 9 and 10. Yes. We stay in a posture of yes. We are not rigid. We are not rugged. We are not stiff-necked. We stay in a posture of yes so that all of our energy is not spent fighting internally, so that all of our energy is not spent fighting ourselves, so that all of our energy is not spent going back and forth and dealing with these internal battles and struggles. But our posture is yes, period. Can I get you to put that in the comments? Yes, with a period at the end. There is no yes, comma. I pray tonight, God, we kill the comma. I pray we would kill the comma because the comma is what creates the challenge. The comma is what creates the restlessness. The comma is what creates the insecurity. The comma is what creates all of the back and forth. It's yes, period. That's the end of the discussion. My answer is yes. My answer is yes. Come on, Davida, kill the comma. Come on, Katrina, kill the comma. Come on, Joe, kill the comma. Come on, Brenna, kill the comma. Come on, Erica, kill the comma. Come on, Lydell, kill the comma. Come on, Tremaine, kill the comma. Kill the comma. Kill the comma. Yes, period. That is the end of the discussion. Our answer is yes, God. Whatever you say, the answer is yes. Whatever the directive is, the answer is yes. Whatever you want, the answer is yes, period. We kill the comma so that these run-on sentences and this internal battling where we spend too many precious days and months and years going back and forth when you still going to get what you want no matter what. We kill the comma in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. This is good to me. This is good to me. I heard the Lord say for several of you, he said, your comma is why you haven't conquered it yet. Because you have a comma. Yes, comma. Okay, yes, but now, stop. Stop. Kill the comma. Kill the comma. Kill the comma. Kill, just yes. Lord, whatever your word says, the answer is yes. Okay? Because some of you say, well, what is he saying? Well, what did the word say? What was the message yesterday in church? See, some of y'all, let's go here. We got to get back to Psalm 71. Then we're out of time. Oh, my God. There are two primary ways that God speaks. Two primary ways. Drop a two in the comments. There are two primary ways that God speaks. Yumika, there are two primary ways that God speaks. Number one, it's just logos, L-O-G-O-S. That's his written word. Stop listening for a voice, look for a verse. Because he's already spoken and he is not obligated to repeat himself. That's like you, you listen, you ever had somebody, you wrote instructions for them and they didn't follow the instructions. They kept calling you and saying, now what am I supposed to do? Read the instructions. Read the instructions. Read the instructions. Okay? That's the number one way. Here's the second way. It's rhema. Drop this word in the, in the comments. Rhema. R-H-E-M-A. R-H-E-M-A. Rhema is what God is saying based on what he said. What is this? Where do I hear rhema? If you're connected to harvest, you're here. You just heard rhema. You've been hearing rhema for the last 53 minutes. You heard rhema yesterday in church. You heard rhema on Wednesday. You heard rhema in the pop-ups. See, this is why God gives you a man of God that can speak and reveal rhema to you. You got it? This is what he's saying based on what he said. This is why the Bible is called the living word. This is why it is living bread. How is it living bread? Which means every time I eat it, it keeps self-replenishing. Every time I eat it, it's self-replenishing. It's self-replenishing. It's self-replenishing. How is it living water? Every time I drink it, it's self-replenishing. So when I think it's out, I just keep drinking and more shows up. Father, please help us to focus on the two primary ways you speak. 
Those are the primary ways, Father. There'd be so little confusion if we understood that those are the two primary ways you speak. Yes, you use dreams. Yes, you use things like Balaam's donkey. Yes, you use storms, according to Job 38. Yes, you use all these other things, but the two primary ways you speak are through your logos and your rhema. Let us focus on where you focus so that there is not confusion, but only clarity. So there is not confusion, but only clarity. So there is not confusion, but only clarity. In Jesus' name we pray. Drop an amen right there. Drop an amen right there. So many Christians, there's so much confusion. And the only reason there's confusion is because you're looking for burning bushes when it's going to be little matches. You're looking for voices when, when that's the whole problem, when there's going to be verses. It's quiet in the comments. It's quiet in the comments. You're looking for these special, do you not know, Jesus, God didn't even talk to his own mama? God did not only, what do you mean, Bishop? He said, the Lord sent an angel to speak to Mary. God didn't go himself. God didn't speak himself. He did not speak himself to Mary. So many Christians have this expectation of God that is not even, not even laid out as a, in a, as a scriptural context. His, right, his logos and his rhema. He's speaking all the time. You just got to make sure you're tuned in. Let's pray that. Lord, let us be tuned in so that we hear it exactly how we need to hear it so it makes us do what we need to do. So that we hear it exactly how we need to hear it so it makes us do exactly what we need to do. So that we hear it exactly the way we need to hear it so it makes us do exactly what it needs to do. Let it convict us. Con conviction is not condemnation. Condemnation says you're so bad, you're so low. Conviction says you're so much better than that, so come up, do better, go higher. Let us be tuned in. Father, your word says, I hear you, Lord. I hear you, Lord. I hear you, Lord. Your word says in Luke 8 and 18, pay attention to how you hear. Pay attention to how you hear. Can you drop that in the scripture, 8 and 18? Pay attention to how you hear. Pay attention to how you're listening. The, is, the issue is not that he's speaking. The issue is you need to pay attention to how you're hearing. Let our hearing be good. Let our hearing be clear. Let us be tuned in to the frequency of the Holy Ghost so that it prompts, it, it pushes. Don't let us be dull or deaf of hearing and let us be doers of the word when we hear the word. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, drop an amen right there. Guys, we were supposed to go back to Psalm 71 and 20 and finish the second half of it. Here's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to do that on a pop-up. We're going to have to do that on a pop-up because it's 756. Um, I don't know about you, but prayer has been good to me tonight. I want to take a couple of moments for you to drop your prayer requests. Listen very carefully. Three types of prayer. Three types of prayer. Number one, to pray. That means to ask. So this is for you. Number two, supplication. This is what you pray for another Christian. Number three, intercession. This is when you pray for those that don't know the Lord. I need you to drop your prayer request. This is for you. Don't put nothing in there about your baby girl. That's not the time for that. That's supplication or, 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 um, or uh, uh, um, good God, that's supplication or um, intercession. My God. Okay. You drop your prayer requests in the comments for you. We're going to start with you tonight. We're going to start with you tonight because the, for some of you, you're like in the airplane where in the airplane they say, if there's a depressurization, first thing you need to do is when that mask drops, put your mask on first. And for some of you, you spend all your time praying for everybody else. And you want to know something? You don't even pay attention to the fact you didn't pray for yourself. Who am I talking to right there? 
You spend all your time praying for this and for that. And I'm going on behalf of this one. I'm praying for this one. I'm praying for that. I'm praying for this. And you never pray for you. And you don't even pay attention to the fact that you don't pray for you. Right? We're going to start with you tonight. You're going to put your mask on first. Father, I cover every single prayer request right now. I speak healing to you, Yvonne. Wherever your back is having issues, Yvonne, touch it. Touch it. I send the healing virtue of the Lord where you are at. In Jesus' name. Tokyo, wherever you got cancer concerns, God is a healer. Don't you ever say that you have cancer. Instead, I want you to speak this. I want you to speak that I am 100% healthy and 100% ill. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Tamara, I pray you have the discipline that you need to accomplish your goals. And I heard the Lord say, and you're going to do more this month in accomplishing that goal than any previous month. And then any previous month, God, I pray that every single prayer request, that it be a praise report right now in the name of Jesus, that we would see results and that we would see fruit, that we would see results and that we would see fruit, that we would see results and we see fruit. I stand in agreement, Tamika. I pray God exceeds your expectations in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Mike, I pray that you not only have strength, but I pray that the Lord show you what to do with that strength. Because what you do with that strength this month is going to be different than what you have done in previous month. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Guys, let's move to the next because it's 7.59. Uh, we had a connection issue. I got started three minutes late, so I got four minutes to go. We got to go. Um, number two, I want you to sit in the seat of the intercessor. In the seat of the intercessor. What is that? John chapter 9 says that the only prayer that is heard from an unbeliever is the prayer of salvation. Because say, say prayer is a privilege, it's not a right. So when people just pray, it, it's a privilege, it's not a right. The only prayer, according to John chapter 9, that is heard for, um, uh, from an unbeliever is the prayer of salvation. So intercession means we're praying for those who can't go to God on their own. We're the bridge. We're entering the session and we're the bridge they're going to walk over. We're the bridge they're going to walk to get to God. Would you drop the initials of those that you know that don't know the Lord or that are far from the Lord or that have fallen away from the Lord? Drop their initials right now. Father, we make intercession right now for these individuals, for these initials and for these names that are released. And we pray right now, God, that you would draw them unto you. Your word says that nobody comes to you except the spirit draw. So we say, Holy Ghost, draw. We say, Holy Spirit, draw. We say, Lord, draw. We say, Lord, draw. We say, draw. We say, draw in the name of Jesus. Uh, and we thank you, Lord, that you would draw them out of whatever you got to draw them out of. That's John 6 and 44. You pull them out of whatever relationship, pull them out of whatever situation, pull them out of whatever generational curse, pull them out of whatever mess, pull them out of whatever beliefs. I heard the Lord say this. One of you, your son, he's really been, he's like, he's been teetering like between uh, uh, Islam and something else. Islam and something else. Wait with me. Who are you? Who are you? Your son. Your son has been teetering between Islam and something else. What I really see is like this Hebrew Israelite thing. That's what I'm saying. He's been teetering. And in Jesus' name, I heard the Lord say tonight, the Lord is going to grab him. The Holy Ghost is going to grab him. Who are you at? I need to see your hand. The Lord is going to, I see you. I got you. Uh, the Lord is going to grab him tonight. There's going to be a change tonight. Holy Ghost, we loose you. Grab that young man. Drop his initials on the screen. We grab that young man, God, by the Holy Ghost and pray that you would literally draw him unto yourself. 
reveal to him that you are the Lord. And beside him, there is no other in Jesus' name. Guys, let's move. Let's move to the seat of the of supplication. What is this? You're going to pray for another believer. You're going to pray for another believer. Supplication is like a supplement. I want you to get another believer and you're going to be their backup in the spirit. You're going to be their backup in the spirit. What does this mean? That when you pray, you're going to stand in agreement with them. Can you just tag them? If you don't, if you don't know how to do that, then just put their initials on the screen. They need to know we're praying for them right now. So you either tag them or drop their initials if you don't know how to do that. Father, we make supplication for these initials that we're dropping in the screen. And we pray, God, right now that we would be their backup. Whatever petitions they have before you, according to Matthew 18, 19, we are their agreement. We are their backup tonight in the name of Jesus. And we decree and we declare by faith tonight, God, that they would see results. And we pray, God, that they would feel us praying for them. Let them sense that we're praying for them. Thank you for those who pray for me, that they would sense that we are praying for them. God, lift heavy burdens, take stress from their neck, from their shoulders, from their upper back. Take stress from their bodies. One of you, you just prayed for a woman. Her stress manifests as these, um, she's passing something. She's passing something through her body. Something keeps passing. It's not, it's not like a kidney stone. I can't see what it is. Something keeps passing. Wait with me. Who is that? In Jesus' name, we pray for that individual right now. That, Father, that we be her backup and that we see healing manifest for her right now in the name of Jesus. God, we stand in agreement. With every single prayer request now, God, believing that it will be a praise report and we will see results and we will see results in Jesus name. I see a question with three types of prayer. There's prayer, which means to ask for yourself, supplication, that is to pray for another believer. It's like a supplement and then intercession. That's to pray for someone that does not know the Lord. Listen, guys, we got to go. It's 803. Here's the last two things I want to do. We're going to sow tonight. Our seed tonight for prayer is actually, it's, it's, this is, everybody needs to jump in on the seed. Everybody. I see everybody, everybody. The seed is 18 for Luke 8 and 18. Um, to pay attention to how you hear. What I've discovered is that it is not that God is not speaking. It is that we don't pay attention to how we hear. And so sometimes God has to go through all of this extra to get you to hear because sometimes your hearing has grown dull. Listen to me especially when you have sat under good teaching for a while, sometimes you take it for granted. Mm, that's good, that's good, that's good. You have to make sure you stay tuned in um, because it's not enough to just say that's good. What's good has to make you do good. What's good has to make you do better. 18 is our seat, $18. If you want to sell more than that, you can do that. When you do 81, you can do 818, you can do 1800, your neighbor's loaded. You can do 180, 18,000, whatever you want to do. But everybody sow 18. Say, Bishop, I don't have 18. Get as close as you can to that. How can you sow it? You can use the cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two. Thank you. Y'all got it. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you, Chrissy. You can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. All of that's available. The email is hello at harvestchurch.church. Um, it's Luke 8, 18. It says, pay attention to how you hear. One person says, take heed to how you listen. In other words, he says, the issue is in your hearing. And every parent, you can attest to that. Because every parent on here right now, parents tell me the truth in these comments. Have you not said to your child, I don't care if your child is grown. I don't care if your child is 30, 40, 50, 60, whatever. Have you not said to your child, you don't listen. Every parent, if you've ever said that, wave at me in these comments. Wave at me in these comments. Wave at me in these comments. Every parent has said that. So check this out. If you have said that as a parent, imagine what God has to say about you as a child. Hmm? 
You don't listen. That ain't what I said. You just be going too fast. You don't listen. Well, what does the Lord say to us in Luke 8, 18? You don't listen. Listen, Linda, listen. So we got to listen. So listen, I'm doing it right now. All right. So that's our seed tonight. Again, you can use the cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two. And here's what you're going to call that seed. Just call it listen. That's what you'll name that seed. You can use the cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two. PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify, that's available. Hello at Harvest Church, that church. If you're already connected to Harvest and you use text to give, that's what I used to give. Text the amount to 84321, 84321. Into, uh, tap the link into Harvest Church. That's where you want to be. Last thing I want to do, guys, before we get off. If you're on here tonight and you're not a Christian, tonight's your night. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful, tonight's your night to come back to the Lord. And thirdly, it'd be like Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with the Lord, but I want to be sure tonight is your night. Do not get off of this live and not make sure things are right with you and God. If you're already saved, do not get off of this live thinking, I'm good, let me get off now. He's not talking to me. I need your backup. I need you praying right now that God would literally grab people from every race, every background that need to come to the Lord. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure the gospel is the good news. The good news and the bad news is wrong. God loves you unconditionally. And tonight on this live prayer, God's coming to get you. If that's you on three, do that hand with emoji. Say it to me. One, two, three. Respond right where you're at. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure wherever you are at, I want you to respond. Do that hand with emoji. Say it to me. No guilt, no condemnation, no sin. I got you. One over here on TikTok. I got you. One point of God's got you. Wherever you are at, do that hand with emoji. Or say it to me. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Two on TikTok. I got you. I got you. More importantly, God's got you. Guys, if you're saved and you good, I need you praying right now. Pray that nothing block and stop people from coming to the Lord. Three, I got you. Pray that nothing keep people from responding right now. Wherever you're at, I got you. Four, I got you. Five, I got you. Wherever you're at, do that hand with emoji or say it's me. Do that hand with emoji or say it's me. Wherever you are at. Wherever you are at, this is your moment. This is your time. Six, I got you. Wherever you're at, don't miss your moment. Mr. Foreman, I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow is not promised. Mr. Seven, I got you, TikTok. I, I don't know where things stand with God. Eight, I got you, Instagram. I don't, I don't, I, I got some stuff I'm still working through. Listen, you don't get your life together to come to God. You come to God and God helps you to get your life together. And today is going to be the beginning of the rest of your life, period. Period. Wherever you're at, wherever you are at, wherever you are at, wherever you are at, there's at least two more of you on here tonight. That's eight that have responded. There's at least two more of you on here tonight. I see you. Nine. Facebook. I got you. Ten. Over here on TikTok. I got you. I got you. Everybody. Uh, okay. Uh, got you. Ten. Eleven. Got you. Got you. More importantly, God's got you. More importantly, God's got you. Eleven. 11. You keep responding, but everybody pray this for me because it's 809. There's 11 that have come to the Lord tonight. If you need to get in on this, don't be like, well, the Lord sees me. Mm -mm. Jesus said, if you deny him publicly, he will deny you. He will deny you. So this is not a moment to deny him. This is not a moment to say, I don't want to be embarrassed. You're in a safe place. You're with Bishop Foreman. Whatever you would be, you're in a safe place. You're in a non-judgmental zone. Ain't nobody going to beat you down. Ain't nobody going to beat you up. Wherever you're at, you can keep responding in the comments. Do the hand with the emoji. Say it's me if you, need to, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to the Lord. Everybody pray this prayer with me. I don't care if you and Jesus went to school together. Y'all got yearbook pictures and he signed your locker. Listen, pray with me. Say, Father, 
In Jesus' name, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. I give you all of me. Take something in my life and of my life and make something great from my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, guys, if you just prayed that simple prayer, the Bible said, y'all laughing at Jesus. If you just prayed that simple prayer, the Bible says heaven's rejoicing. We are rejoicing tonight. Y'all, can we clap and celebrate that? What was our number 12? For the 12 that gave their lives to the Lord, can we celebrate that tonight? To God be the glory. Listen, if you just prayed that, I want you to do one thing. Text Harvest to 55498. Why? We want to send you a text. When you get this text, um, you're going to enter the option for salvation. And we want to get a message in your hand called what next? Now that you prayed this prayer, what do you do next? Statistics say that 90% of people who become Christians fall away in two years. You want to know why? They don't know what to do next. They get saved. They give their lives to the Lord. They pray a prayer. They have a great moment. And that's all it is. It's a moment. It's not movement. Let me show you how to do that. All right. Text Harvest to 55498. I love you guys. Get your seed in the ground. What's our seed tonight? $18. It's a bitch, I don't have 18, but you got 16. $16, whatever it is that you share or you sow tonight. And you call it listen. Bishop Fulmer, why do you have us sowing? Uh, one year ago, in the month of May, the Lord told me, son, every time you lead prayer, every time you have an experience service, what we call them experience, he said, I want you to give people an opportunity to do so because he said, I'm going to begin to release wealth into the hands of the people of Harvest. All right. So we want to do that. Last thing I want to say before we get off, last two things. Um, Atlanta will be there the first and third Sunday on Sunday morning for some summer pop-up preview services. It's going to be amazing. All right. And you should get registered for that. You can do that in our website. The app, that the new app is still updating. So while it's propagating through Apple and Google, while that's happening, um, some things are not haven't connected yet, and the new one hasn't fully released yet. So just go to the website if you're not able to register, or text Harvest to five five four nine eight, and you can register that way through um, through the link there, through events and all of that. You can register and be a part of that. All right, but I need you to get registered. That's Atlanta, the first and third Sundays in June, and then I'll be live tomorrow. Bishop, when you going live, you need to get the app. Text Harvest to five five four nine eight. Get the app. So then that way you'll know when I'm going live tomorrow. It's going to be amazing pop up. I love you guys. It's 812 for the 12 people that gave their lives to the Lord tonight. That's cool. I like how it worked out. Love you. Have a good night. Shalom. Love you, TikTok. Love y'all over here. IG. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Oh, come on now. You know you deserve it. A steak patty on any McDonald's breakfast sandwich. I mean any breakfast sandwich. Biscuit, McMuffin, Bagel, McGriddles, a juicy steak patty on any breakfast sandwich. And when you order through the app, buy one and get one free. Now go get them. 
Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu.